0: everybody to Park Lane Podcast episode number 61. It may be international break, but we are still here and we are still talking about Spurs. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host for the show. And we'll start with you, Callum. Callum, how are you doing, buddy?
1: I'm good, thanks, mate. I have calmed down after my rant last weekend, hence why I wasn't here. So I have returned and I'm
0: calm and pleasant tonight. Or as much as possible. (laughs) Amazing.
2: And uh, Winnie, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm all good. As you said, no international break. Uh, no, 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 no no, football, it was the international break. Um, so we've had a week away from what has been a bit of a, dismal, bit of a dismal time for Spurs. So, you know, I'm sure we've still got a bit to talk about.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, back from, you know, soaking it up with the glitz and the glamour. Um, of the FCA's it's uh, Harry Scarf how you doing buddy you
3: good? Uh, yeah I'm very good thank you nice been a very busy and eventful week Um, but now it's great to be back talking Tottenham which we love Um, and yeah so looking forward to getting into it Aston Villa up next Um, oh no not looking forward to it but we're we'll getting to it
0: <laughs> exactly exactly I'm just going to shout out to everybody um, in the comments uh, but before I do so if you're new to the channel make sure you hit the subscribe button make sure you're liking this video as well and if you are watching on any podcast platform, make sure you're leaving a five-star review and come over to YouTube and uh, drop us a subscribe while you're there, um, because we'd love to have you all over here as well. Uh, shout out, first of all, Donna Cullen. Um, Again. Oh, God. boys? Evening. just point out that was an hour early as well? Yeah, I know, yeah, an hour early. <laughs> Someone doesn't know the times. Um, Jay said, good evening, lads. Hope you all have a good weekend. Being very boring without any football. England, quite boring. And I think Phillips should start against Villa. Um, Barney has just said evening, lads. Uh, Johnny is in there somewhere as well. And uh, Thomas is also there saying evening from Thomas. So, let's get into it. Next Sunday, 2pm kickoff. Tottenham in fourth position at home against Villa in fifth position with one point difference between the teams winning. How are you feeling right now? You know, we've had a week off Spurs. We've got a week to go. How are
2: you feeling for next weekend? Um, it's interesting because if you'd have asked me um, last week, I would have given you a different opinion to now. I feel like, you know, just that week alone has given me time to digest everything that's going on. Um you know, I've I've had to sit there and watch England absolutely bore the pants off me, and I'm like, do you know what? Like maybe it isn't that bad because we still look fifty times better than what than what we've seen England produce, and and then the you know the players that England have got at their disposal. So look, do you know what? I am slightly optimistic. Um I'm thinking, look, okay, Villa are a great side. There's no doubt about that. Um, I think eventually that we're going to see what we're seeing with Newcastle now, they're going to get a heck load of injuries, European football to to contend with as well and I think they're going to, they're going to, they are going to drop off um, but they're not showing it yet so we, we need to take them seriously. Um, so yeah, it would be a difficult, difficult game but I feel better than I did a week ago is what I'm trying to say and you know, a couple of players returning etc. I think, I think we could be okay. Yeah, I love that, I love that, you know, a little
0: week off Spurs, a little week to just, you know, decompress and then now the good vibes are back. <laughs> I can see from Harry's face, maybe it's not the same for you.
3: <laughs> I agree with Winnie in terms of it, you know, that week is quite handy for the players for Ange get to regroup and go again. Um but the situation doesn't really change on the injury front. We got Adoki back but we lose Pasuma. Um so you know it depends which way you look at that. I think Adoki coming back is a massive, massive positive. Um, you know, do no disrespect to Ben Davis because I made my thoughts clear. I think we should keep him in and around the squad, especially you know potential Europe next season because of you know versatile experience can play a number of positions. But he just doesn't suit for me anyway that inverted um, fullback role on the left. Um, so it'd be good seeing Doki come back because we know what he can offer um, both going forward and defensively. I think is is definitely an upgrade on Davis. Um, but yeah, no. I'm looking forward to it but you know England's been boring so it's nice to actually watch us playing some entertain stuff I don't know whether you know we'll come with any points or not it's going to be tough you have to like when he says take Aston Villa seriously because I do think they are big contenders this season personally don't think they're going to fall off massively but I think they will a little bit because like when he says European football having to juggle that and although they've invested in IMR and they've got a little bit of squad depth. They haven't got the squad depth that the top teams have, like the Manchester City's, the Chelsea's, and even, you know, the Liverpool's. They haven't got that squad depth in Arsenal now as well. Um, so, you know, they, they obviously want to win the Conference League. There's no secret to them. they want to win a trophy under Niamh Ray as much as they want to finish in Champions League football. So, I'm, I'm you know, they take both really seriously and it's going to get that point where they have an injury you know crisis or they, they struggle. My only hope going into the game is that away form isn't fantastic, uh, away from home and that's something that's kind of let Unai Emery down all his career where he's done really well at home but he's away form hasn't been but don't sound confident but like when he says a lot better than a week ago that's for sure
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you know what that's quite positive for you right so I'll, uh, yeah I'll I really you...
3: tried though it was tough tough work
0: <laughs> tell how are you feeling about the game next weekend against Huston Villa
1: like the guys have said it is been a long week of digressing, trying to think of what's been good and what's been bad. And my week has been good because I've been playing Spurs on Football Manager and it's been great. I'm top of the league and I'm happy. But no, and um, wow, yeah, tell me, I'll <laughs> oh, wow. just have Rashad score six goals in three games. It was outstanding. It's ridiculous. That's more like it. <laughs> Nowhere near real life at all. Well, Calum, I
3: think it's more realistic than you being top of the league. No offence.
1: shit happens mate shit happens but no it's it's one of them where I when you look at how well we've played on the roads over the last what would it have been two three months our form was best on the road we were scoring all of our goals away then to lose to Wolves was a kick in the teeth and then when you look back the last game at Spurs was a 4-1 trouncing which was probably unfair on us if it weren't for some morons in defence from our point of view on our side. And when you look ahead to it, yeah, like H said, you get Udogi back, you lose Basuma. We've got a makeshift centre-back partnership, hopefully not (laughs) uh, where we are. And when you think the threat that Villa offer going forward is very good, their defence is crap they can't defend this and they ship a lot of goals, but they're like the Liverpool of old. They score a lot of goals, but they concede a lot of goals as well. And that's yeah. going to be where you've got to nullify people like Watkins. Um, is it when they've got as well? as their sort of? Yeah. Sem- so they've got Buendia as well. Oh, in there. Yeah, they've yeah, got, yeah. They've got fast paced forwards as well with a creative ping. So if we're playing Davis and Dyer in center back, Jesus Christ! There's more ball watching coming. Just more ball watching. <laughs> Just yeah, there we go. He's past me. I'm gone. So I, I, I'm kind of on the fence with it. I'm like the guys. I'm looking forward to seeing the football come back, but I'm thinking, shit, is this really <laughs> what I want? <laughs> All right. love, love the honesty. Yeah, I love that. <laughs>
3: um, do you know what? I'm
0: I'm going to back up. uh winning on this one. I'm excited to have Spurs back. I can't yeah. wait for it. I think, look, Andrew's now had an extra week, right, to get to grips with whatever team he wants to put forward, whether that's to stick with Ben Davis, um, who, let's not forget, weirdly, won man of the match against, or player of the match, we should say, against Wolves. Um, it's not saying then, much, though, is it, mate? Come on. Two seconds later, <laughs> we defeated twice and lost the game. But... Um, <laughs> I think he's had a bit more time now to, you know, with these makeshift players, these you know reserve players, whatever you want to call them. Um, I I just think with with like Eric Dyer and people that I know, we'll get onto it in a bit. But Spurs don't want him there. He doesn't want to be there. His contract runs out. Like it all seems really pointless playing him. But I believe that I would rather see Ben Davis out of that centre back pairing than Eric Dyer. Um, yeah. But Only time will tell. But no, I'm excited. I'm excited to have Spurs back. And I'm excited that, you know, we're going to see a different, more hungry Spurs team than we did against Wolves, I believe, personally. But that kind of uh, lines me up quite nicely. And I want to hear from everybody in the comments as well. So in the comments section, get your your preferred lineups for the game on Sunday. We're all going to run through ours. I'm going to go to Callum first for his lineup. (laughs) So tell me, who do you think should play against Villa?
1: Um, I'm going to say, obviously, Vicario in goal, Poro right back. Left back's going to be interesting because even though Doji's coming back from uh, suspension, apparently he didn't go on international break for injury. So Mm, you take a risk on him, like what we did with Chelsea game, and then he's out for a straight red again for uh, the City game straight afterwards. So I'd probably go... Yeah, I'll go Dozy left-back, Poro right-back, Davis left-back, Phillips centre-back as well, with a midfield two of Holly Saar and Saar and Hoyberg because I don't think Benton Cole's ready yet. And then I would hope, if he's got any common sense, potentially to go Kulizewski in the 10 role with Johnson... Richarlison and Son playing up top, I would say. Is injured. Oh, okay then. Um, who have I got? Maybe Valise or Donnelly. Donnelly I would give a go to. He's had a good international break with the under-21s. So you know I'll bang that drive all the way home. And Valise looks like he could be out in January anyway if them Italian sources to be <laughs> listened to. Apparently he could go to Bologna on loan. Only club that can buy the players and loan them out within six months.
0: <laughs> and uh Winnie, are you backing what Callum's saying, or have you got a different lineup in your
2: head? I've got a different lineup, mate. Um so I think you do, regardless of whether you know, if he's fit, if he, if if he's able to play um your You, you comes straight back in. We can't yeah. afford to to not have him in there. Um, and obviously we're gonna be lacking in Basuma and you know, having those inverted fullbacks of Poro, yeah, you know, okay. There you go, there's my leaked right back. Paro and Udoji. <laughs> having those drifted into the middle can kind of plug that gap that Bassoon was going to leave behind. Um, so, yeah, I go, uh, obviously, Vicario. We have Udoji left back and uh, Poro right back. Um, I would go... I well, OK, what I would go is I'd go Ben Davis and I would go Phillips, but it's not going to be. It's going to be Ben Davis and it's going to be Eric Dyer, 100%. Um, I would go... I would have benton Coeur and i would have saw as my midfield two i would have laselso as the madison replacement and then i would have Kulisevsky, johnson and son and that's my team i don't think we need to complicate it any more than that let's go like for like the same system the same pink just different personnel laselso it was kept you know on the strength of him being our madison replacement so let's play him in the madison role that you know you can't expect miracles straight away, but if you don't play them there, then how they're gonna how are they gonna get used to the role and how they're gonna do it? It's just a load of shit. So yeah, I think that's what i will go with.
0: Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> sorry, uh, it's not you when
3: it it's the comments, don't worry.
0: <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> on the comments, I'm not you read, read it. But uh, right, I'm gonna go. Um, I'll go next. <laughs> to Harry?
3: Oh, go on. Sorry. <laughs>
0: so I'll go, Vicario horror right-back, centre-back partnership of Phillips and Dyer. Ooh. Um, because I don't have any a centre-back at all.
3: Even they got no, man of the match, you made a big back. point of that.
0: Yeah, no, I still I still, still thought he was useless. Um, but I think that... <laughs> it's Eric like you played a the other night. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think Eric Dyer is probably the more... Um, Composed the stronger of the two. I think that he has probably got the more experience in that role. Remember, Ben Davis is a long existing role as a left back. Obviously, he's played left centre back for Wales, but it doesn't really say a lot, does it? Let's be honest. Um, then, um, yeah, Udogi, um and then midfield of Saar and Hoyberg, And then I think Bentoncourt will be in front. And then I think it will be Johnson, Son. Kulaswski. Do you think Benton Kaur is creative enough to be the the, the number? I think 10? he is yeah. yes. Yeah. Because is, the man. thing that they can do, right, is that Bentoncore and Sar can switch. So yeah. you know, should but they actually, need yeah. Bentoncore can drop back Sark because you know Sar played in that role against Wolves, they can just switch and alternate, um, drop in. Hoiberg can just do what he does best and stand there in the middle of the park and try and yeah, that's interesting, actually,
2: because if you if you know, I've kind of contradict myself thinking about now. If I actually look at it, you know, when Benton Bentinck scores goals, it, it's it's winning the ball back like in, in that advanced midfield position yeah. and bursting into the box. So that's maybe maybe that's the the you know maybe it isn't the cell. So maybe you're right. Maybe it's a uh, Bentinck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. oh, Joe Lewis um, is here as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, Joe <laughs> Lewis and Donna Collin in the comments. So, for put those of you who can hear what's, what's actually going on, um, but a lot of time on their hands, <laughs> exactly a lot of time on their hands. Uh, H, what's your lineup?
3: Yeah, thank you. It's a bit different to all of yours, actually. I, I'm going to take snippets of it, though. Um, I'm going to put go the comments, so I was going to laugh. Um, Vicari, obviously, <laughs> <and Cole. laughs> full backs of Adoki and Poro. Uh, I'll take a chance on the because um, I think we need him if we're going to exploit Villa defensively. Um, Centre back, because I'm going to go with Davis and Phillips for me. Uh, and then we go into midfield two, that'll be Hoyle, and Saar, and the 10 would be Benton Coram. Absolutely agree with you on that, Luke. Front three. Here's where it gets interesting, because I would, I'd put Son back on the left, valise up top, and Johnson on the right. That means Kulusevski <clears throat> misses out and Son changes position, because I don't think Kulusevski has the pace to beat Luka Dinya at that left-back uh, position. And I think Dinya will get caught high, and Kulisewski, for me, slows down counter-attacks. I've played Kulisewski in games at like Manchester City, maybe even Newcastle as well, but when it comes to Aston Villa, it has to be, for me, Brennan Johnson on that right. So that's what my line looks like.
2: Well, wow. uh, Do you think Valise has got enough in him to be able to, to, to score the goals? Because let's not forget Sonny out on left was... Yeah.
3: I'm trying to think because I love Sonny, but when we're trying to get balls in the box, he just isn't um, the, the one to finish them. So I'm trying to you know, think Villa, I think we'll be able to deal with any you know through balls, et cetera. So I think you know, the only chance we're going to have is putting balls in the box, which Johnson and Son can do. I'm hoping Valise can get on the score sheet, potentially a header, et cetera. Uh, not the comments again. Um, so yeah, I think he can do it. we would be on for about 60, 65 minutes and then on comes Kulusevski, burst of energy. I think Kulusevski is that type of player I hate to say it in a way, but I think he's going to be more of an impact player. The, the way I, the, the more and more I watch him, I, th- I think he's going to be that that player off the bench this season. <laughs> well, there's a lot of release in the air, isn't there, these days?
0: I feel yeah. like everyone's like running off our release train, Winnie, but uh, maybe, but maybe, bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit more of that later. But that's interesting, isn't it? Like how many different lineups, um, you know, we've all come up with, and kind of a similar question to discuss, like, do I'll come to you, Harry. Again, like, do the yeah. younger players, such as Dorrington or Phillips, now use those, but we've also obviously got Donnelly as well. But using the the first two, Mackie Moore, the issues that we've got in a centre back area, do they deserve a chance, or do you still believe? Do you believe that Ange Postecoglou is that kind of strict and that stuck in those that ways? You know, like Antonio Conte was, because I believe. If you play Davis and Dyer at centre-back, you end up with an Antonio Conte team. And they yeah. revert back. If you add in Hoiberg into that as well, you know, I'm not, and I'm not trying to slag him off. If you add in any of those players that played that kind of passive poor football under Antonio Conte, we're going to get it again if they come into the team under Postecoglou. Like, Or do you think he's got the bollocks to stand there and say, do you know what, I'm going to give these lads a chance.
3: Well, I mean, I can't answer that question because I'm not Angie Poster-Coglu, but in terms of <laughs> so simple as that, but what I would do, I would definitely give the youth a chance because you've got to look at the youth academy and go, when will they get their chances? We've got lots of injuries at the moment. You know, Van Der Ven Romero both out respectively. Romero will be back, what, end of the month, um, December, when we play in Manchester City, but Van Der Ven's going to be the new year. So when are these players going to get opportunities? Because we're not going to get any more than, we hope, two centre-backs injured. So... You know, you've got for me, you've got to at least be in that squad. So, if you're the Spurs Youth Academy now, you look at all the youth academies out there and you go, Not being funny, but why am I staying at Tottenham? I'm never going to get this chance. You look at someone like uh, Donley, uh, Mikey Moore as well. I think, you know, we've seen you know them scoring weekly and being assists weekly, hitting headlines weekly. So, you know, when will they get their opportunity? Because right now, I strongly believe the gap between the youth academy and first team is is an all time high, the big, big gap, all-time big gap, um, and that obviously needs to be reduced, so yeah, absolutely, the likes of Lee, the likes of Mikey Ward, Dorrington should at very least be named in the match they scored the bench against Aston Villa, because you've got the injuries right now, at the same time, I respect we've got to treat these things seriously, but we're outside of Europe, here's the time to trial things, and if we, you know, we, we all know that Dye is going to Go you know soon in the next couple of windows. So we got to find you know Spurs could potentially have someone like Dorinton or Phillips a top centre back on their hands, and they just don't know that yet. And that could save them uh, money. Not like many people like that, but we could have talent in our hands. I think we do. And we just don't know it yet. So answering your question, yes, I'm not possibly will he do it? I don't think so. I can see Darren Davis playing uh, at the back. But hey, just to talk about that, what what use is it just having them on
0: the bench or getting experience like?
3: Yeah, no, it's very true. But I think then they're named in the squad and if you need them, we get injuries or like we're in a game situation. Like for me, we, we need a goal against Aston Villa and something's not working. And then I'd shift one of the, the midfielders and take a risk with Lee or Mikey Moore, give them that opportunity off of winning the game. Um, then you, you still can, I think you can change one of the centre-backs. So it's, it's got to be done carefully, of course, because you don't want it to be expensive, the team and the league position and the points. But I think there's a way to do it. Um, and Ange is someone who who likes young players, is good with the youth academy. We've still got a really young team, but there's there's players here where I go, you know, we, you know they're going to leave soon. We've seen that there's Malkunde going to Blackburn. For me, I think it was a case of he was good, but he's ready to play football now. And Spurs, you know, he will not get to play Spurs another two, three years probably yet. So we've got to be really careful because we've got talent on our hands, but that could go really, really quickly. Because if I'm a putting my Spurs bias aside, if I'm a player in the youth academy right now, I look at it and go, and I'm not getting a chance at Spurs, even with injuries. So I'm going to look to go to someone like Aston Villa, someone like Chelsea, where you're going to have an easier pathway to the first team, where the gap actually isn't that big, whether you agree with it or not. So yes, I think there's a benefit to including them in the squad because there's a bit of a risk, isn't it? Chucking them into big games like that. But at the same time, look how well Sar and Skip Sarah in particular performed at the San Siro and in the North London Derby both young players at the time chucked in how can you shake your head Callum the no, Sun was the best round the pitch I'm looking
1: at these silly comments going on right oh. now <laughs> I'll
3: let you off
2: <laughs>
3: how can you disagree with that
2: but I can't um,
3: just
2: then you annoyed me for a second
3: <laughs>
0: anyway <laughs> Winnie anyway. What's your thoughts on bringing the youth players in? Do you think that, like now, you know, now is the time? Like, do you believe that they have to get first team experience at some point?
2: Like, yeah. when when is a good time for them to get it? Annoyingly, um, I think the good, you know, ultimately, the the, the position we're in now, in one um, in one competition it's almost cut foot we can't allow for mistakes. So we're almost in a bit of a, in, in a bad position to try and bleed the youth because one mistake and it cost us three points. And then that's the only thing we've got to fight for this year. Annoyingly, it's when we're in a Europa League or something like that, when that, that's a really good opportunity to try and to try and blood the youth in because, you know, you can get a group game where you can almost qualify. You, got, you get uh, however many group games it is, six group games, you can qualify after three or four and the next two, you can bleed some of the youth in then. So. We're in a bit, of a, a bit of a weird situation with that. But look, I think, let's not forget, um, we've talked about this before, Phillips in particular didn't come through the, I know he's playing with the under-21s, but he didn't come through the youth system. He's someone who's played in the championship already. Someone who has played, let's not say men's football, because that sounds a bit amateur, but it is still men's football in comparison to an under-21s or a youth, et cetera. So this is someone who, in my opinion, is ready to step in. Uh, so and and again I think he he is like for like in terms or as close as like to like as we're going to get for van der Ven at the moment so like I say I think it's a bit of a bad time for the youth to be bled through because we're literally running on one competition until the FA Cup comes in so let's say maybe I don't know whoever we draw in in, when we get the you know our first round of the FA Cup maybe we can chuck a couple in then if we get an easier game but I still can't see it but I would like to see Phillips come in, but I just think it may be a little bit of a bad timing for people like Dorrington and Dongley. But, you know, we've all seen it on Twitter. They are knocking on the door. Um, and hopefully it won't be too long before they are introduced because they look really, really good talents.
0: Yeah, 100%. And, and Callum, like, you're quite clued up on the young, young players at, at Spurs um, in the nicest way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But do you think Andy's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't type of thing at the moment? You know, if he brings them in and they don't perform, everyone's screaming at him. Like Winnie said, if he brings them in in the third round <laughs> or whichever round it is of the FA Cup and they don't perform and we lose, someone like Mr Scarf will, you know, say to him, why would he do that? Why would he change the team? No, oh, I would teams. not. I would say he if we get the best second round
3: of, of the, round of the Cup against Fulham and get us knocked out, then yes, I would say, which he done, by the way, but we won't go on to
0: So so yeah, so he's done if he does, done if he doesn't, but is there anyone in particular that, that is ready right now for first team football? Whenever
1: you consider a young player, there's risk and there's risk to the first team, and there's also risk to the the young the age group they're coming through from as well. When you take on H's points, when you take on Winnie's points as well, so a couple of the names that Age dropped. Mikey Moore, very good for his age group, probably too young yet. He hasn't come straight through, and it's a lot of pressure at 15, 16 to jump straight in, but there have been people like Rooney who have done it at other teams, but Rooney was an exceptional talent at his age.
3: Mm.
1: Like Winnie said, though, Phillips is more prepared than Dorrington because he's been blooded with youth teams since 16, 17, 18 in the championship. Dorrington, even though he's training with the first team, he is nowhere near it. I watched a game where he played against League One opposition the other other week in one of the cup games for the under-21s, and he got bullied by players that are 25, 26, all in the lower youth games. So when you consider the exposure that these players are going to have, you have to take a risk, but can you afford to take that risk like Winnie said? And... Donnelly, I would say, is probably the closest player we've got to that, apart from Phillips. Phillips is probably the most ready. Valise as well. But when you look, we had four of them on the bench against Villa, and he still went to Brian Hill. He still went to players like that. So if you're not going to play them against Wolves, well, Villa are a much better team than Wolves as well. So there's always going to be that element. And Pochettino, Sherwood, all of them, Red Redknapp, and avb all took a risk with kane when he first came through but we had the europa league games to go along with it as well if you do it now do we make a sacrifice and hope to find the next youth prospect in the spurs academy and get one of the best young strikers but it's going to take time and you sacrifice a top four place for it or do you say that you have to bed them in gradually and you give them minutes here minutes there Spurs are the worst club in the world for loaning out youth players. Either don't go on loan until it's too late and you get like Harvey White who stagnates going from the best set piece taker in the club to then going to Stevenage and playing his football when he should have been sent out on loan three years ago. Or do you get someone like Oliver Skip who's a dependable player but probably not the greatest either. You have to take them risks and you'll either loan them out when they're ready or you stagnate someone's career that much that a name just goes on there. And it's like H said, you've got people like Mark Handy, Dennis Serkin, who's gone to Sunderland, Romain Mundell, who left us this year after getting a couple of minutes in the league and now going to play for Standard Liège as well. Uh, not Noni Medwicki, the one who went from Spurs to PSV and is now actually a Premier League proven player at 21 at Chelsea. And he... He got bought in for what 40 million something like that so marcus it shows edwards. yeah marcus edwards another one but the problem with marcus he got promised the world on top of his shoulders being compared to messi and his one was purely attitude he didn't know how to process how he was acting and he had a couple of crappy loans norwich and excelsior where it was all put down to his attitude so it's, it's always difficult with any young player. You've got to balance risk with themselves as well because one bad game, that can ruin their career. Simple as that. So there's always a bigger picture to it, mate. And I think the risk of one or two players may be, but if you flood the first team with 20 youth players, you leave yourself exposed at every level and all that. So you've got to measure everything. And I think... And Ange, Ange is clever enough to know that if the players are ready to come in and they're training with the first, then he'll put them on the bench and give them a chance. But until that point, who knows? Like Harry said, we, we're we not the manager. We're not Ange. We we have to trust in him to make the right calls. And if he don't, hey-ho, it's still his first six months of the club. We can't just berate him after two, three games. Well, that's all bollocks.
0: Yeah. No, fair enough, fair enough. And I appreciate your insight into some of the younger players. It is good to know. Uh, Winnie, actually, do you know what? We're going to go round the houses. Just a quick one word answer from everybody on who is Villa's biggest threat against Spurs on Sunday. So,
3: Winnie, I'll come to you first.
2: Watkins, simple.
3: Harry? I can't give you a one-word answer because it te- te- you know, depends if you're looking for the poacher, the creator or the finisher. But who is the of... biggest threat for Aston Villa? Against... <laughs> it is quite a simple question. <laughs> I think Diaby will cause us lots of problems, but Watkins is probably the biggest threat in terms of he's going to be the ones who scoring the goals. Hopefully that, you're satisfied with that, Mr Luke. Yeah,
0: I am. Yeah, <laughs> uh, come
3: come on. On. Watkins.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to go Diaby. I think that with an inverted fullback system, you know, that's where you're going to have your biggest issues. What, it, was, what, it was
2: either of those. It was either Diaby or Watkins. Yeah, <laughs> I can redesign. <laughs>
0: yeah, Barney's agreed hey. with uh, with most of you and said Watkins. Um, yeah. And we'll go back round. So, Callum, where's the biggest weakness for Aston Villa that we can uh, exploit? <laughs> Callum,
2: he's thinking leaving. Takes
1: forever. It's gotta be Luca Dinghe. It's gotta be Dingay at left back.
0: It's not a bad shout, actually, to be fair. Um, he's never yeah. really, like, been in my opinion, hit those levels that um people have expected from him. So it's a good shout that. Um and you can't be quiet for too long, so then we we'll, might be like the radio and go off air. Um but Winnie, <laughs> what where's the biggest
2: weakness for you for the Villa side? Are you looking um... at me? I don't really. Do you know what? I I I don't know if I can specifically say they've got a, a weakness. Um, I think that they're quite good. Or like, I mean, if I look at the back, looking at their last their last fixture they played, they had the, obviously um Concer and Paul Torres. That's not a bad. That's not a bad centre back partnership for the for the Premier League. Uh, Matty Cash and, and Dina as fullbacks. Again, I think they're okay going forward. Defensively, I don't know what they're, what they're like. So, I, I mean, if I was to pick, I can't really pick one person, but I'd probably say their are full-backs being their their weakness. Because again, I think they're quite strong in the middle. Um, if you look at people like uh, Douglas Louise, he's, he's having a great season. Uh, and up front, they're obviously strong as well. People like uh, John McGinn, Watkins, DRB. So, I'd probably say they're full-backs. Um, but out of the two, I don't know which one I'd say is probably their weakest. But I think that's probably where we would get our most joy if we if we're going to get yeah. it
0: anywhere. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting with Matt Cash, isn't it? Because some games, like I've got him on my FPL team, some games I mean, he's unreal. I mean, <coughs> but sometimes he's just dog shit. So it depends on which one, <laughs> yeah. which one you're going to get. H, who you going for as a weak link in this villa side?
3: Yeah, no, I agree with all of you, all the points you made. And Johnny is absolutely spot on in terms of Villa's away form is, is what has let them down so far this season. I've actually spent some time watching and analysing, analysing Villa. There you go, got in the hand. Um, and, you know, and, and seeing how dangerous they're going to be under Unai Emery and what could potentially let them down. Is their away form. So that's obviously a positive um, for us. Um, yes, they're very good going forward. The XDRB Diabe have been fantastic addition. Uh, Watkins at the moment gets lots of chances sometimes... We- misses them, but it's still... A really dangerous goal scorer, like Callum pointed out earlier, Wendy is dangerous, they're strong in midfield, Douglas Suez John McGinn they've got that strength in midfield and that's not even going on to the likes of Jacob Ramsey. Um, defensively they they invested, you know they, they've got concert and um, for example Powell Torres at the back, hasn't quite glued together, to be honest with you yet, if I'm honest so their problems are defensively their line isn't always jointed they've, they've tried to play the high line and hasn't often worked, we saw against Forrest a 1U got in every time, because that Villa back forward disjointed uh, often by the way they play with the high full backs if we're going to expose them it'll be down both Dinya and Matty Cash's side that's why I said Johnson on the right, more pace caused Luka Dinia problems to the point where he could be subbed off. And on the right, Matty Cash, you're, like you're, you're absolutely spot on without repeating what you said. One week he's great, one week he's not. Especially good going forward. But for me, not defensively. He puts Son on that left. He's going to have an awful time, put balls in the box and Vili scores them. So uh, if... Ange gets it right, we have potential, but their weakness is 100% down both flanks. Going forward, both of them will be dangerous, don't get me wrong. They've caused so many problems, I think, all afternoon. But in terms of defensively, they they will be in for a tough time.
0: Yeah, 100%, because I'm looking, I'm looking at their defensive line. Um, it's not, I don't think it's exactly the way they want it to be, right? Tyrone Mings is out. Long yeah, term. that that's awesome. and Martinez is struggling not being funny. That's why, so that's why I'm going to go for concert, but uh, I could also back with Callum and, and say Dinia. Um, You know, he came yeah. to Everton, didn't he? And then got signed by Villa. And I don't think he's ever kind of been at that level. That he, he was
3: a lot expected of him. I think when he yeah. not only signed for Everton, but signed to Villa, he was you know going to be so good. And I think he's still okay. But I don't think he's quite what people rate him as. Um, yeah, he's, he's okay, but he's always, the standard's been up there for him. He was always like, oh, he's going to be excellent, Everton's best player, never really hit that. And I think he went for a career change to Aston Villa to kind of mix things up into a new um, you know, exciting project of Villa that he would have been convinced that. So absolutely, the, the weakness is, is down both sides. But for Dinia, uh he can still be dangerous on his day, but it's consistency, along with Matty Cash, that they don't have at the moment.
0: Yeah, definitely. And let's now talk a little bit Towards the summer, and talk about potential incomings or outgoings at Spurs. Callum, do you think Spurs are going to do much business in January? And if so, what position do you think we definitely need strengthening? And are there any players that you would go for?
1: Are we going on personal opinion or facts? <laughs>
0: could do a
1: bit of both yeah, and you want to make it sound like your personal that uh, person, is fact um <laughs> i think definitely squad depth has got to be where you got to look so definitely backup center back a backup 10 yeah. maybe a backup left back as well i'm thinking now because if perisic sessing young and davis are all potentially either going to leave or are just dying then it's, it's such a tough one because when when we was all flying high earlier this, a couple of weeks ago, we thought our bench looked brilliant when everyone came back from injuries. Now when I look at it, I'm so scared after the time. So if, if we got someone like a Lloyd Kelly or a dependable backup centre-back, then I'd be happy in January. But... I don't know whether goals are going to dry up as well from there. That's the problem. So I would like a natural goal scorer now, as well. But I really can't see it happening. I don't actually think there's going to be that much money available in January unless we shift people on. Based on Afcon, you're not going to move on the cell zone Hoiberg when Sarr and Basuma are gone for nearly six weeks. So, what does that leave you? Maybe five million for Dyer if he goes. That's all you got. You would get that get when it.
0: his contract runs out in the summer.
1: Well, it depends on if they want him now or not. That's the only thing. You could, if he did agree a great yeah. deal and the club wants him now, then you might get four or five mil just to cover the wage costs. That's literally it. So I honestly can't see much happening in January because I think Levy will just see, oh, yeah, we're around the top four. That's where we come. Fee will stick with it.
0: Oh God, you're part of the, sound like part of the fucking Levy Out movement all over again. Jesus, lads. Jesus, let's have a bit of faith in the bold fucker. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that for certain centre back and, uh, and left back are probably are priorities. To be fair, um, but I see what you're talking about as a ten. Problem is, is that you know if you look at those kind of creative types, and I'm not saying all of them could fit in, right, but. Kuroski could play there if he wanted to. Um, LaCelso obviously can play there. Um, Benjamin probably could fit in there. Um, I would, wouldn't even be against, you know, the likes of a Brian Hill going in there, that type of quick footed player. Yeah. But, so I I doubt that we would, but we probably should, if you get what I mean. Um but Winnie, what's your thoughts?
2: Um I think a centre back is imperative. That's that's a fact now. We need another centre back. And I know you know the, the problem is, and this is what really, really pisses me off with Spurs fans, is everyone was crying for Sanchez to, to to get out the door at one point because he isn't good enough for Tottenham Hotspur, and that's a fact. He isn't good enough for us. But he was, a, he was, uh you know, however, whatever he lacked in, in in ability, he made up for in everything else. Because whenever he put that shirt on, he was one hundred percent Spurs. He gave everything he had. He just unfortunately wasn't good enough. And then now we've got this massive centre-back shortage. The same people are going, well, Levy, let let Sanchez go mid Like, You can't have it both ways. You either want him or you don't want him. You take the risk on letting him go in the sense that if we have an injury crisis, we are going to struggle defensively or you keep hold of him. And then when we have that injury crisis, you see Sanchez and Dyer line up together every week for you know until January or well I suppose Romero's back in two games you just can't have it both ways so a centre-back is needed um and this is this is controversial uh possibly because I don't think he was very liked very much I I was a huge fan of Roden I really was I thought he was a good player um ball playing the kind what you want he wasn't you know he wasn't fantastic but he's another player who I wouldn't mind as a backup you know if we had now we've got this injury crisis. If we had Ben Davis and and Joe Roden, you know, work together well for for Wales, and I know yeah. we we looked at it and gone, you know, I know Luke, you made a comment and said, you know, it's not really anything to go by, but let's not forget they they've come up against some great international players together, um, and I, whether they've won or not, I'm sure they've won some good games against against some of these big players, and, and they've kept them out or stopped them from scoring. So. I wouldn't be against maybe trying to because I think he's only on loan, isn't he, Rodan? I don't think we sold him. officially. Yeah, on loan at Leeds, isn't he? He's on loan. On loan yeah, at, yeah and, and no buy clause either, so, no, it's just so straight I, I wouldn't okay. be against. I wouldn't be against if we have no money, maybe yeah. trying to cut his loan short because I know we can do that. It'd probably cost it. You know, we'd probably have to give Leeds a little bit of money for it, but I wouldn't be against returning uh Roden for a little bit. And Winnie, sorry to jump in, but what you're
3: saying about Joe Roden, I think is actually spot on because you I was scrolling through Twitter the other day and have a, a few Leeds connections because sometimes I do articles about them. And they are all really, really impressive Joe Roden. They already think that he's the player of the season in terms yeah. of he's the player, you know, defensively really, really strong, but he just really works in Daniel Farker's uh, system. He's really strong from set pieces, really strong airily. So they've been nothing but impressed from him. They were a bit doubtful to be fair when he first joined, but they really want to sign him. So
2: that's what I'm saying that's I think I think he I think there's a good player in there. And this is the problem is now is he's he's took a step down into the championship. So that yeah. unfortunately may be his level because of course he came from the championship. Yeah. So we may we may we make a decision now. But look if we've got no money, obviously if we have the money I want us to go out and sign I don't know who um obviously you know Kelly looks Looks okay, but I haven't seen enough of him. But he looks an Ange type player. I will say that Tosin, uh, I, I like him, but I feel like we need to go out and make uh, not a bit of a statement, but someone who is a bit more um, experienced, someone that can that can do a better job. um But then again, obviously, when Romero and are back in, that person's dropping to the bench. So it's trying to find someone that's going to be happy. Because no one at the minute for me, I know obviously Romero's he's got he's got his doubters at the moment, but for me there's no one in this, you know anyone that I think of that can that, that we're linked with that can displace uh, Van der Ven and Romero. So we right. need someone who can who is happy to sit on the bench and someone like Kelly I think would be happy to Tosin would as well. Um, but look, if we don't have the money to go and sign them, um, let's just recall um, Rodon. And I think we also need to look at the left back situation now because we are obviously we had doji uh, suspended and we're looking very very better there so i think we need to address that left back situation and region isn't the answer
0: yeah definitely no no i get that is he not back in uh, january as well
2: no end of season it was no i think it was it was uh, uh, a yeah, end of season that can be November. can be cancelled yeah, yeah. in january but i'm not sure if that can be cancelled by united or spurs i'm not sure which one but i think united the united power year. but i could be wrong yeah
0: um h You've had a bit of input on this, so I'm going to ask you this question. Do you think Son's qualities are wasted as a nine? Isn't he better as a winger?
3: Listen, this is a question from an Arsenal fan. They've got a number nine struggling themselves in Gabriel Jesus, so they're desperate to hang on to every little thing <laughs> about their, you know, rival club in Tottenham, Hotspur and rent free in their head. But answering his question, um, I'm not going to sit here and go, the Son's qualities are limited because he scores a hat-trick against Burnley. And he's had a really good start to the season. That's not for me to answer. I just think with Son, you've got to look at the opponent. I look at Aston Villa and I look at their fullback on the right-hand side in Matty Cash and go, Son's going to cause them more, more of a problem than the <coughs> likes of probably Johnson are. And I, I look at, I think we're going to need someone in the box who can get the, you know, their head in there and, and score goals. And for me, that is Villex. So it kind of, you know, Depends on the system. I look at Manchester City. Kulicewski would be in there. Johnson would be in there. Uh, and, um, you know, some would be the number nine because I think that would be better playing you know, more more on the floor, if you like, whereas Villa may be more direct. So it really does depend on the opponent, um, Johnny, really. But, yeah, you're looking like you're trying to cling on to something, but that's irrelevant. <laughs> no,
0: fair enough. Fair enough. I think I think you're right in some aspects. I think that, you know, against... I'm always, the, I'm always right, Luke.
3: Let's just face it. I would
0: no. say maybe 4% of the time,
3: if we go back and replay it. And that is a very rare occasion. So, you know, for me, this is an excellent show when, when Winnie's talking sense.
0: I want to, you know, <laughs> I just want to come back to Richarlison, 15 to 20 goals this I wanna season. I want to come back to Romero.
3: He's all 4 I would sell him in January. And now, what oh, you no! What no no you He's done absolutely nothing wrong. You can't say a bad word against Rafauro. So we all remember, Luke. You said you would sell him if he doesn't improve. What? You sat here and said you would sell him, right? So if, you go, if you're going to requote
0: things that have happened on this channel, you've got to remember the. At least quote them accurately. That is
3: accurately. Don't worry.
0: I know what you're you've got going to. Say. Remember the things that have been said, Harry. And right. Just you think you can quote me zero. accurately. So I think I think you should I put him on a table.
1: 10-minute timeout. 10-minute yeah. timeout like we're doing yeah, the no comments. <laughs> <content
0: from there. laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, you can't just uh, misquote people, you know, on anything you like. You liking. misquoted yeah. me?
3: 25 goals? Who said that? No, because that's not... And you've even just missed what I've just said then. I just oh, said just that out scary, my mouth, 15 dude. to 20 I, goals, I don't one not to listen to you. I just assume what, what you say. <laughs> you can chat a lot of
0: bollocks all you like, but... Uh, <laughs>
3: we'll
0: replay that um let's move on Winnie and let's talk about um
2: this week's show we've got a new show happening Wednesday yes what's it all about so it's uh look it's something it's it's something we're trialing um so you know hopefully it we hit the ground running with it and and it's you know a huge success but obviously the, the proof's in the pudding so it's it's a, it's a new FIFA series that yourself and me are going to be doing, um, based around uh, Valise. Obviously, obviously he's been mentioned on this show already, so it's a good little segue. Thank you, Harry, for that. Um, so yeah, so it's all it's based around Valise. We're just going to be doing a little uh, a little co-op seasons, just racing from Division Fives, trying to see how you know how high we can get. Um, little things involved, obviously. If uh, if Valise scores, obviously Valise starts. If he scores, um, he stays in for a game. If he doesn't score, we have like a random generator next to us with, you know, all the people on the bench currently and a few of the the reserves. Um uh, whoever gets whoever's name comes through the random generator takes Valise's place and then obviously we start again for the next game. But look, it's just a little bit of fun. I get it's it's obviously it may it may not appeal to all, all of our subscribers, but it may appeal to quite a few of you. So please, please check it out. And it's important because we're just gonna make it as basic as possible. Um, and then, obviously, if anyone has any improvements or amendments or adjustments that you think we can make to make it better, please let us know. But, you know, in a nutshell, it's going to be me and you just talking shit and playing shit at FIFA. So, hopefully, everyone likes likes watching that. And I know Callum has, has seen and, and has seen how good we are. So, hopefully, he can vouch for how good this series is good. Okay.
3: You know, we're going to be playing co
0: op online <laughs> season so we're just gonna come up against any random opponents that obviously the, the game yeah. puts us against. Uh we're gonna start in division five. Our aim is to win as many of the titles along the way, get to division one, and then even to do better than that, you know, if we can.
2: But Spo- you know, spoiler alert we're not gonna reach division one. <laughs> just to let you know.
0: <laughs> spoiler alert, Fraser Forster up front is actually a shout. So if he comes
2: they up
1: have um, well, yeah, he's a big like, bastard who can score with his head as you proved yeah. the other one. Right?
2: Exactly. <laughs> but ultimately, look, it's it's just another avenue that we can try and create a bit of content for everyone because we have regular people that like watching this podcast. Um, So hopefully it's just something else that we can do. And look, if you, if you don't like it, let us know. If you do like it, let us know. And ultimately, it's just me and you doing something that we enjoy so we're also getting you know some not saying we don't enjoy the podcast because we obviously do but we enjoy sitting down playing fifa and having a little bit of downtime even more so it's something that we can do that we enjoy and hopefully hopefully everyone else will too exactly
0: and that's 8 30 p.m start time there won't be a pre-tweet for it because the tweet the link won't go out until we are actually live as the way it's set up so as soon as we're live um we'll ping the link out on twitter so keep your eyes peeled on twitter and get the uh Notifications on, on uh, YouTube as well. But let's move on to the FPL standings. As you know, interestingly enough, we have a new leader at the top of our FPL league. If you don't already, or you aren't already in our FPL league, just type it into our Twitter search feed, and you should be able to find the code on there. Luke's story, newcomer to the league, is now top of yeah. the league with seven hundred and twenty-eight <laughs> points. Big Dave, who should be back next week. He's on 7.24 in second. Brainy Paul in third, 7.22. And then, as for the hosts, we go all the way down to eighth. Winnie (laughs) on 7.02. And then we have H. Oh, no, we have me, sorry. Tenth on 6.79. H in 12th on 6.22. But interestingly enough, Callum is rising from the dead. (laughs) <laughs> is in thirteenth place on six oh six, only eighteen points behind Harry. Can he overtake him in the next game week? Um, What's wrong?
1: What's, like wrong? No. What's wrong, H? You look like you're going to cry, mate. Yeah, What's I wrong? am. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: okay.
0: Exactly. So watch out for this week because you may see Callum making some uh, interesting subs to try and. Uh, get himself back in the race. Just, but just a
3: hint, I've already made four changes, so I don't know how many points that is taken away. It's 4, a 12, 16, 1, three transfers, so that's pretty much 12 points taken away anyway. So advantage Callum. There you go. So he's hard. 18 points behind you
0: and you've got minus 12, yeah. which leaves us with, what, six points?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, in my favour, but I think it will be advantage Callum very quickly. Uh Jay, it's
0: on our channel, on the Parkland Podcast YouTube channel. Yep. So this one... If you've got a notification on, as soon as we go live, you should get um, a message. But it's 8.30 on uh, Wednesday night.
3: Let's hope right. you can see and hear them this time. hope right. That would be very handy. That's All
0: what the trials are for, been. H. That's what trials yeah, are for. Exactly. All the bugs have been uh, ironed out. Everything's Fantastic. good to go. Um, right. Score predictions time for uh, prediction. Sunday against Villa. I will start with Dave. <laughs> uh, so Dave Hi, Dave. Your- has, Where is gone, he? has gone for a one all draw. Um so <laughs> anybody... huh? no nothing. Keep going. <laughs> um, so yeah, Dave's gone for a one-all draw. Um Callum, what are you going for? Um
1: I'm gonna go two all. Two all draw. Oh,
3: I stole a mine. Ooh.
1: Oh, sorry, age. I'm going to still end points of FPL this week. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Give me one sec. I'll get all these down. Go to Winnie next. Why? I'm going to go oh. to you next, Harry, because my show and I can do
3: what I like. So, what more? <laughs> before, Harry? Very funny. Well, I guess i wait then. I was going to say, I'm not going to say it because that, the trap off the lead into, uh, I was going to say what Cam said. Um I've been changing it. I've been thinking about it for about a week and it keeps changing. Do I be positive? Do I not? No, nope, I'm gonna go with two two. Okay. Two two. Uh
0: Winnie. Um
2: <clears throat> trying not to because if I'm completely honest, um 2 2 was my was it. my was my prediction. Um but I think I'm gonna. Do you know what? Let's just let's just mix. I'm I'm close to the top. I can afford to 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 let everyone get some ground on me. So let's be positive and go two one Spurs. You're an absolute was, dick I was, because I literally just written down two one, one Spurs
0: two. on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a two one. Yeah, two one from me. Two one from Winnie. Um,
3: You're really stuck between two one Spurs and two two all week.
0: That's all right. We've got your 2-2 two, two now. So uh let's well, see.
3: it's gonna be 2-1. You, you know it's gonna be 2-1. <laughs> yeah, probably Every yeah.
0: Time. Um, let's see what happens really quickly. Because Jay did ask this earlier. Quick yes or no answer. Would you take Calvin Phillips at Spurs Callum? No. Winnie?
3: Yeah. I would uh Harry. No, we don't need him. Midfield's very, very strong. We do not need a midfielder. Okay, there we go.
0: And that kind of wraps us up um for today's show. So Thank you very, very much for tuning in. Thank you all very much for watching, all your comments. You know, we've had a laugh reading them all um, today. You know, make sure you check out our show at 8.30pm on Wednesday night. Um, Callum, thank you for joining. How can everyone find you?
1: Uh, thank you very much as always, mate. And it's at CallumStubs97 on Twitter. And I should be hopefully here next
3: weekend. Hopefully
0: um and harry
3: how can everyone find you um yeah thank you very much oh, thank you bonnie um yeah you can follow me there harryscarfer22 uh, if you want to follow me uh completely up to you um yeah trying to think um yeah my channel scoffee first. so go check it out uh tomorrow the live show will be going on monday at 8 p.m bit of a scare because we lost a guest and uh, a host but the show must go on, uh, but I'm not hosting it. I'm on another show, so go check it out Monday 8pm. Don't forget to subscribe and like. It's a part podcast podcast. Go check out the Amateurs, uh, Luke and Winnie on Wednesday night with the content. I'll be checking it out. I'm sure we'll laugh my head off, but I can't wait to see it. But all jokes aside, it's going to be good to see. I think it's a good addition um, to the channel, and they're certainly better than, better than Callum. So as far as I'm concerned, great stuff. So go like and subscribe. Perfect. And Winnie, how can everyone find you?
2: Yeah, uh, winning 991 on, on Twitter, um, obviously admin for the Park Lane as well. Um, yeah, just echoing what Barney said, obviously, H, you know, congratulations for for, for Thursday. Obviously, it was, you know, you. must have been a huge, you know, just an, an amazing experience. You know, I was looking at the list of some of the people that was there and there, there was, was some awesome. huge, huge people there. So, you know, just to be there must have been amazing and um, just keep up the great work. And, you know, maybe, ne- maybe next year you'll get nominated again for something else and, and maybe you can take home an award. So. Um, Sorry, yeah, I to put that in there um, thank you. and obviously please 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 if you have the time go and check uh, our, our new series out on Wednesday at half eight um, and like I said if you if you think it's CAC let us know if you think it's good let us know any amendments also let us know because we've made it as basic as possible for you know to allow some interaction from you guys to try and tweak it for us and you know we'll take all comments on board and try and make it as, as good as possible for you guys
0: exactly mate exactly and um yeah if you want to follow me it's luke underscore park lane but more importantly make sure you subscribe to the channel um go check all these other guys out um because you know they've got great twitter pages harry's got a great youtube channel like you know let's support each other um and you know share the love but yeah more importantly valise navidad is gonna be Premiering on Wednesday night <laughs> at 8:30 PM, and if you like, do you
2: not, do you not like that name, Callum? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no <laughs>
0: hesitation. It was just nope. no. Fair enough. Doesn't like good puns, <laughs> um but anyway, <laughs> we will catch you all next week after our Spurs victory against Aston Villa. We'll see you then, and as always, a massive come on, you Spurs! Come on, you Spurs! Come come on, you you. Spurs.
3: Oh go!